0: Thank you for tuning in to the Your Pet Business Content Your Way podcast. This show is for you if you're looking to promote your pet business online in a way that feels right, feels good and even, dare I say it, feels fun and could be something you actually enjoy. I'm Rachel Spencer and I help people working with animals in lots of different capacities from product makers to service providers and pet friendly destinations, let go of the things they feel they should be doing and focus on the things they want to do. I firmly believe that if you're promoting your pet business in your own way, you'll feel more comfortable talking about the work you do, meaning you reach more people and make more of an impact. And on this week's episode, I'm I'm going to be discussing your core content and what type of core content is right for your pet business. So are you thinking of starting a blog, a podcast or a YouTube channel and regularly publishing content around what you do in your pet business? If so, then this podcast episode is for you because it's going to help you decide what style of content is going to be right for you and your pet business. And if you choose the one that's most suited to your skills and your strengths and taps into what you actually enjoy doing, then it's more likely you're going to find creating it enjoyable and that means you're going to be able to be consistent and stick to the schedule that you've actually put out there for yourself so In this episode, I'm going to talk about why you should invest time and resources into creating regular core content and the advantages it will bring for you. I'm going to be sharing the various different forms your core content can take, from written blog posts to podcast episodes and videos, plus some insights into how often you should be publishing this content and some handy tips on planning it effectively, and also how I can support you and make this happen as well. So let's start with like, what is core content? So core content is the content you publish on a regular basis, which is the foundation of your content strategy. The kind of things it will do is answer answer questions, common questions around the product or service that you provide. And it is also evergreen as well. So it means that means that it will last the test of time. So when I'm working with my clients inside of my Pets Get Visible membership, and also if I'm working with people one to one, I always encourage them to start with their core content. That is basically, if we think about the content that we create as a triangle, your core content should be right at the top. And then that will feed all of the other content that you have to create. So it starts with your core content, like this podcast episode that you're listening to now. So I've created this podcast, it goes out on all the podcast distributors, it goes on my website, and there's also some written content that goes with it and then that will feed into all of my social media into my email marketing and into other activities that I have when it comes to putting myself out there but I start with the podcast episode so that is my core content. Now the great thing about core content is it does last the test of time it's not time sensitive so you know apart from things like you know a Christmas gift guide which obviously you can create and then go and update every year that is still core content and it does actually last the test of time it might just be that you might want to go and re rewrite it or refresh it and update it you know for the following year but a lot of your core content that you create is going to be evergreen it's going to be as relevant now in 2023 as it would have been you know in 2020 when you first created it for example one of my posts is about how to write a press release for your pet business I created that back in 2020 when I first launched the podcast but it's still relevant and still useful now in 2023 Another example is if you wrote a blog on loose lead walking in 2007, let's say you're a dog trainer or a dog walker, it's likely what you shared is still relevant now, although you might want to give it a bit of an update. Let's say if you created content about how to use one of your products or maybe you described like seven scenarios where your product can help pet parents, this information is likely going to be the same regardless of when it was consumed. So you might have written a blog post about how to use your lead or how to um, you know, groom your cat at home. And that's still going to be relevant now as it was when you wrote it. So your content educates, informs and entertains and showcases your expertise or your products. And I like to think of it as being like your own newspaper, TV or radio station. So obviously written is like a newspaper. TV would be something like YouTube or radio station obviously would be something like a podcast like you're listening to now. So let's look at, we've looked at what core content is. Let's look at why create core content for your pet business. So I've given seven reasons, seven of the key benefits here. There are going to be like hundreds more, but these are the top seven. I don't want to go on and on and on for too long, but I'm going to give you seven key benefits in creating your core content. So number one is to have a bank of content that browsers can binge on when they discover you. This is going to set you apart from your competitors because most people just don't do this and it really helps to build trust. So you're listening to this podcast episode. I've got just over 170 podcast episodes. And let's say if you've only just discovered me and this podcast and you're thinking you might want to work with me, you can then go and listen to loads of other podcasts that might be useful and relevant for you and the work you do in your pet business. And because you have, I've got all that material there that you can go and read or listen to then that is going to help build trust with you, I hope, sooner than it might do if I only had a website that didn't have a blog or a podcast or a YouTube channel attached to it because you can really get a feel of that person. You can really see what they're all about and you can really get a feel as to whether you want to work with them or whether their product is right for you. So that's number one, to have that bank of content that people can binge on. I've done a podcast episode about creating a bank of content and I'll link to it in the show notes so you can go and have a listen to that if you want to. Number two is to build your authority on Google and search engines. So having lots of content around your topic helps boost your search engine optimization or SEO. This will help position your website as a trustworthy source of information on your given topic. That's going to improve the ranking on search engines like Google. It's also going to increase opportunities for backlinks from other sites, which again enhances your site's visibility and credibility. For example, I talk a lot on this podcast and on my old podcast about press coverage. So if you're looking... If you're looking for on Google for, you know, press releases or PR tips for pet business owners, you're going to find my website and I've created lots of content around the topic that I cover, which is visibility, publicity and PR. So because I've created all of that topic, Google sends people who are searching for that thing to me and that really helps with my visibility for my website and it also helps with my credibility as well. So that's number two, build your authority on Google. Number three is to position yourself as an expert. So if you want to be the go-to person for a given topic, then having lots of content, having lots of core content around that topic is going to help position you as an expert. Let's say you want to be the go-to person for training beagles like Kelly Wynn at The Beagle Lady. Now, I interviewed Kelly back in 2020 when I first started this podcast and I'll link to her interview in the show notes. Kelly is The Beagle Lady. She works purely with beagles. She works with people all over the world. It's a fascinating chat that I did with her. And because she is the Beagle lady, she's got that name anyway, but she's really positioned herself as an expert. And she's got a YouTube channel and she's created tons and tons and tons of content linking back to her when people are searching for anything regarding Beagles, Beagle training. So it means she can really stand out when people are searching for what she provides and she's able to really get known for her thing. And that's what you can do too. By having that regular core content, you can be, really stand out and really be known for your thing. Number four is to be found for your key search terms. So what might they be? Ask their clients what they put into Google to find you. It might be uh, Beagle training like, like Kelly Wynn. It might be publicity for pet businesses like I wanted to be found for. So think about what your key search terms are and then create content around it. Number five is to answer common questions. So what I like to do is mine questions that come up again and again from clients and then I will create content around it. For example, I did what, I did a podcast earlier this year about Facebook groups and things to consider if you're thinking of setting up a Facebook group. Again, that was a common question that was coming up in my Facebook group. So I thought I'll create a podcast around it. I've also done a podcast on how to, um, you know, things to consider when you start in a podcast. And also because I have a pet blog, I've also done a podcast and blog about things to consider if you're starting a pet blog or pet business blog. So questions that come up over and over again, you can create content around them. It might be a video, it might be a written blog, it might be a podcast. And that means that when your clients ask you that question, you can send them to that really helpful content. For example, I'm regularly asked about press releases. So because I have a podcast with how to write a press release for your pet business, I can regularly send people, signpost people to that when they come to me asking for help with press releases. They can go and consume the podcast. I've also got a template that they can go and download and use. And then if they do need extra support, then I can give them that. They can sign up for a consultancy call with me where I can work with them one-to-one. But because I've got free resources on a topic and a question that comes up over and over again, I can provide people with really helpful for content. And again, that's helping position me as an expert. It's helping me be found my key search terms. It's helping me on Google. And it means that people have got that bingeable bank of content as well so common questions is number five number six leading off of that is to be a helpful person and serve your clients so again if you're getting questions that are coming up over and over again your clients are going to be really really chuffed to see that you've gone out of your way and you've created content tailored for what they've been asking you for so one of the great things as a content creator is to be able to dig into topics and provide that really useful material that helps your clients see that you care and it also helps them value you as well so and also shows to them that you're listening and that you want to serve them as best you can did a podcast interview with a really great guy called Greg Patterson, and he is a dog trainer over in the Northeast. I'll link to it in the show notes, but he talks about that a lot. He talks about using his podcast and his content to answer the questions he gets from his dog training clients and having it as a really useful tool in his business. Because also if his clients are asking that question, then other dog owners in his area are going to be asking that question online as well. And it's bringing people to him. So it's just brilliant, isn't it? And then Number seven is to feed your social media, your email marketing, your printed newsletters, your graphics, your infographics, your webinars, your tutorials, and other marketing materials. So information that you create in your core content can be repurposed. Now, I said this earlier at the beginning, but one of the things I really encourage my clients to do when I work with them is to have start with their core content, like I do every week with this podcast. Every week a podcast is going out. That is my core content, and I use that for my email marketing, my social media posts, my newsletter. And, you know, often, actually, when I'm doing a webinar or a tutorial with other people, other people who um, have pet business communities and they want to help their members learn about the topics I cover, which is raising your profile, visibility, publicity, confidence building, then I will often link to. Podcast episodes that they can go and listen to, or blogs that they might find helpful. So, your core content feeds into all of the work that you do. And then, your core content really, really does help when it comes to having content for your emails, your social media, and the other content that you're putting out there. Now, remember, Your core content, and this is why I bang on about it so much, your core content will sit on your website and it will be there for as long as your site is live. It doesn't vanish in minutes or hours like on social media and that's why I go on about it so much. That's why I feel so passionately about you creating this core content. So... As I was putting this episode together and actually another episode that's coming out soon, did some research into the lifespan of posts on social media. I'll link to it in the show notes. But a report carried out into the lifespan of posts on social media earlier this year found the following. A Facebook post lasted for 105 minutes. A post on X, which is what used to be known as Twitter, was 24 minutes. On Instagram, the duration was 20 hours and on LinkedIn, it was 24 hours. So that is how long we're seeing posts on social media. But having your really, really brilliant, really important, really useful content on your website and you know, it's just there as long as your website's up. So people are going to be searching for your thing and they can find you and then they can find that really useful information on your website. And then you can also repurpose that content that you've created on your website that you've put all of your work into and you can put it out as social media posts and email campaigns and you've already done the bulk of the work. So when I put this podcast episode out, I'm going to email my email subscribers to tell them it's available if you want to go and have a listen. I'm going to post on social media about it and I'm going to basically, I'll do a post where I'll say, this week's podcast is about why create core content for your pet business. This is what to expect from the episode. This is what you're going to learn. This is who it's for. And then that's a big chunk of social media for my week done because I've created this podcast. And again, if I have people coming to me, uh, sending me messages on social media or maybe they'll email me asking about creating a blog for their pet business or they're thinking of starting a podcast I can send them this episode and it's going to be really helpful in making in them making that decision so again what I was saying earlier about being a helpful person and serving your clients this is what my content will do and that's what you can do as well So let's look at what options you have for your core content. Your core content is going to be in the form of a blog on your website, so your own online platform where you share your ideas, your experience, your insights and information. Your blog is a really important tool in your digital marketing and it can feature multimedia elements as well, such as images, infographics, videos, podcasts, and that is going to make your content more engaging the most common types of content blogs, whatever you want to call them, I used to always think of a blog as being a written blog. But now obviously, we've got all of these different types of multimedia, a blog is basically, you know, it is the content on your website, okay, and it can be a written blog post, it can be a, it can be a written, you're obviously going to write about you're going to write about a podcast aren't you going to write about what to expect on it so it's going to have the audio but if you have a podcast you're going to explain what you know what to expect from that episode so it can be a written blog post it can be a podcast episode and it can also be video as well so with a written blog post if you're considering starting a written blog brilliant way to start and again just really really useful information for people to consume I've got a podcast episode and blog post, which I'll link to in this episode and on my website and in the show notes, which you can find, just swipe up on the app that you're listening to. I've got a blog post and podcast on how to start a pet blog or pet business blog. Um, I've got a podcast. If you want to, if you're thinking of having a podcast, I've got a podcast episode with things to consider if you're starting a pet business podcast. I've also got a really good interview with Ant McGinley. He's basically like the king of podcasting. He was like, he when podcasting was first invented, he's he's um, a radio guy. But when it was first invented, like Ant was at the forefront of all things podcast. So I'll link to his episode as well. He's got it's about an hour and 10 minutes long but there's so much information and i know that so many people have started podcasts after listening to that episode so i'll link to that as well and then if you enjoy videos um you know there's loads of tutorials i will find one on youtube and link to it in this episode but there will be lots of tutorials online about how to start a youtube channel if you know me you will know that i am not very good with video so um youtube isn't something that i've done but there's lots of ways that you can go about this. Go and have a look at Kelly Wynn's YouTube video as well. If you know other YouTubers um, in the pet industry, go and ask them about like, what they did. They might be able to share some insights for you as well. So that's the thing. That's They are your options. The most important thing is you have the video or the podcast embedded on your own website as well as on YouTube or on your podcast publishing platform so it's easy for browsers to find. So when they land on your website, they've got all of this information. It's either your written blogs or your embedded podcasts or your embedded videos on your website so it's all in one place and it's dead easy for them to browse and get a really good feel about you and what you're all about okay so how often should you publish your core content so my advice to you here and if you are a regular listener to the podcast you'll know that I have changed my publishing schedule um because this new podcast is called Your Pet Business Content Your Way. It's about doing things in a way that's right for you. And actually, I've gone from having a regular weekly podcast to putting out seasons. So we're currently, um, I am recording this podcast in July 2023. We are in a podcast season at the moment, but I know come October, I'll be having a little rest from the podcast. So how often do you publish your core content? Well, the key thing is to find a publishing pattern that's going to be right for you. Set yourself up for success and think about what's going to be realistic with the other t- the other commitments that you have. You might publish weekly, brilliant. Bi-weekly, so every other week. You might publish monthly or quarterly, or you might work in seasons, as I've just explained, like on this podcast where you publish regularly for a set time and then you have a break. You've got chances to catch your breath, you've got a chance to go and record the next season. Um so, you know, remember, it's your pet business content, your way. Don't feel you have to follow a schedule dictated to you by somebody else. Do what works for you. I would far rather you find a publishing pattern and schedule that works for you and you continue and you do the blog or the podcast or the video rather than think, oh, my gosh, I've got to do this. I've got to do it every week and blah, blah, blah. And then not actually, you know, it, then it just falls by the wayside. So next up. Let's think about planning your core content. So when you start, consider having a number of posts to publish at the beginning. So when people find your blog, they've got more than one thing to browse through. So when I started my pet blog, it's called ThePoorPost.co.uk. I started it back in 2017. I read a really good book called The Million Dollar Blog by Natasha Courtney-Smith. I'll link to that in the show notes as well. It's a good few years old now, obviously, but it's still so good. There's so much useful information in there. And I remember remember reading um, about... A really good idea is to start with a number of posts. So when people find your website, there are different things that they can go and read. If you start a blog and you've only got one article there, then ideally, you know, people are going to love what you've created, aren't they? They're going to want more. So start with maybe, like I would say, try to start with four posts that's i think that's doable and remember let's think if if you're listening to this now as it goes out in august if you're thinking well i really want to start a blog in october well you've got from now until october to write your first four posts or create your first four episodes you've got that time so give yourself that time to have a number of posts ready so when people find you when people are browsing they've got they've got more than one thing to have a look over then I think it's a good idea to have a content schedule where you consider the topics you're going to cover and when you're going to publish them. So, With this, take time to think about what's going to be happening in your business, what's happening in the outside world, the products and services you're going to be promoting when you publish. So for example, I'm planning to do a workshop later on this summer, and it's going to be around confidence building there. I've said it on the podcast, I've got to do it now, haven't I? So in the run up to that workshop, I will put out a podcast around confidence building. And the call to action on the podcast will be, if you'd like some more on this, come and join the workshop. So people can come along to the workshop. And then that will tie in with with one of my products that I have, which is my membership. So think about what's happening in your business and tie your content in with what's going to be relevant with what you're going to be promoting at that given time. So, for example, if you were running a Keep Your Pets Calm During Fireworks Season workshop in October, I would factor in talking about the topic and urging people to sign up for the workshop in the weeks coming running up to that workshop that you're running. This is something that I work on with my clients at Sadma Pets, get visible membership, and what we do is we always create a plan for the month ahead every month. So every month, we will look at the month ahead. So, for example, I'm recording this at the end of July. We've got a call on Monday, and we're going to be looking at September's content. We've already done August. We also have like a co-working call where people can actually just. We have three co-working calls a month, and the idea is with that we have a call where we go through the different content, the content ideas for the month, and they will, you know, the members will sit and think, okay what have I got on in August or what have I got on in September? And then we have co-working sessions where, you know, you're invited to come along, get your bum in a chair and basically write your content or, you know, script out your videos or your podcasts or whatever it is that you're going to be doing. So that's how it works. And as I say, next Monday, we're going to be looking at September. We've already done August and that's how we work. So at the beginning of August, we look at September. So we're always a month ahead. So let's wrap things up. We've looked at the importance of core content for your pet business and the multiple benefits it brings, such as building trust with customers, building your authority on search engines, positioning you as an expert, showing that you're a really helpful person, giving people a bank of bingeable content that they can go and browse through to help make that, make that decision as to whether you're right for them. We've also talked about how to plan and produce and repurpose your key content from your website and how it can serve you year after year after year okay so as I've said my pet business press release thing is something that brings people to me and helps people book to work with me year after year after year week after week so whether it's blogs podcasts or videos your core content could take loads of different forms depending on your preferences and you know and your strengths and your skills and the things you enjoy and it can help people choose you one last thing I will say don't do something I know of banged on about this enough but don't do something that that you're not going to enjoy because it isn't going to work for you like i know a youtube channel would not work for me because the main reason being that most of the time i'm recording this podcast i might have just been out for a run i haven't done my hair or got my makeup on I'm a little bit self-conscious, I'm not great with video, but audio really works for me. And obviously, I like writing, my background's journalism. So think about your strengths, think about the things you enjoy, think about the things you're going to get excited about doing. Like I love recording this podcast. I'm excited sitting here in my office on a Saturday, chatting to you, doing this podcast. So find something that you're going to get excited about that you're going to enjoy for your core content. So I hope you found this podcast episode helpful. If you did and you're interested in working together, on your core content, and working together more closely, you might want to consider joining my Pets Get Visible membership. It is a fabulous community of pet professionals who collaborate and support one another in marketing their work. I absolutely love the community in there, and there's just so many wonderful people there. I wanted to share with you, just while we're on this topic, a testimonial that I had um, from a lovely lady called Helen King, and she's one of my members. She joined back um, in February because she talks about her core content here. So she says, I joined Rachel's Pets Get Visible membership as I was looking for a supportive community. When you're working alone, the self-doubt can be huge. Being part of a community is a constant reassurance that you're working in the right direction. I was also seeking someone to bounce ideas off who has knowledge in the pet industry. So when I came up against problems or had questions, I could run it past them and get guidance about how best to move forward. Now I'm definitely more confident and in the first year alone I committed I completed two tasks that I'd been putting off for years which was starting my blog and my newsletter that happened because of such a supportive community plus the signposting and guidance that Rachel gave that put to bed the reservations I had about doing them. If you're thinking about working with Rachel, don't hesitate. I really have my mojo back. Rachel supports businesses in their own paths. I've been in groups before where we all had to do the same sort of things, which was crazy given we were all such different businesses within the industry. Rachel nurtures each individual business with a person-centered approach, which is possibly the biggest benefit of all. So, the thing to pull out of that testimonial there, obviously, thank you, Helen. It's very nice that you said those lovely words, and I'm very grateful. Is that Helen had starting a blog on her to-do list for years, and now she's done it. So she's done that because she's had the support there. But she's also chosen a publishing platform that is right for her. She loves writing. She's a brilliant writer, and she's also um, a cartoonist. So she can create beautiful and amazing graphics that go with her blog, and it's doing really, really well. So I love seeing what Helen's done there. But going back to Pets Get Visible, every month we've got calls where you can plan your content marketing, so you can plan your blogs or your podcasts or your YouTube, so you can consistently communicate with your clients and your community online. We also have coaching calls, so you get your questions answered and address any challenges or goals that you might have. And then, as I said earlier, we've got the co-working sessions every month where you get your bum in the chair, you focus on your marketing, and you get it done. And then, as a bonus, you also have a listing on my award-winning pet blog for pet owners, which includes, um, you know, a write up about your business, a backlink to your website, your phone number, your social media account all of those things so people can find you on there. It allows people to discover you as they read articles on my blog and being listed also helps with your visibility on Google and search engines as well. So that's Pets Get Visible. The membership is £30 a month or three thirty pounds for the year. If you're interested, just send me a message. I'm rachel at publicityforpetbusinesses.co.uk. I'd love to hear from you. And if you've got any questions, just let me know. So that is it for this week's episode of the podcast. I hope you found it helpful. Do let me know if you do decide you are going to start creating core cool content for your pet business, a final thing that I have as well actually is I do a sharing thread every Friday in my. Um, your pet business content your way community and what i encourage people to do there is to share their core content with me cuz i want to see it i want them to show off the hard work that they've been putting in doing their content marketing and other people might find it helpful too so i have a sharing thread every friday come and join the group i'll put the link to that in the show notes too so that's it i that's it for this week's episode of the podcast i will see you next week with another episode it is going to be around using ai for your pet business and how this can help you with your content marketing as well i think I know we have lots of different opinions about AI, but I would encourage you to go in with an open mind. Have a listen. I know it will help be helpful for you if you're going to be working on your core content and repurposing it for social media. So that will be in your inbox next Tuesday. And I hope you have a brilliant rest of the week and we'll look forward to seeing you soon.